0: Hello there, welcome to the Youthful and Useful podcast by Leap Africa. My name is Joy Gbenedion and I will be your host for today. The Nigerian youth has been described as so many things, but at Leap Africa, we believe that young people have what it takes to birth not just the Nigeria of our dreams, but also the Africa we envision. For two months, Leap Africa, with the assistance of our partners and funders, Ford Foundation and MacArthur Foundation, through one of the Nigeria Youth Futures Fund programs, the Youth Leadership Development Debate Competition, trained 108 students across 25 institutions in Nigeria. The students lent their voices to different discourses centered on prevailing situations in Nigeria. And I must confess that the students were absolutely brilliant and tenacious. Now, after a keenly contested finale at The Platform Nigeria on the 1st of October 2022, between the team from the University of Benin and the team from Amadou Belo University, the team from the University of Benin, Uniben, Emerged Winners. Now, on today's episode of the Youthful and Useful podcast, we will be discussing the debate journey with our winners, the team from Uniben. Hello, Victory, Michelle, and Emmanuel. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Youthful and Useful. Thank you very much. Can you please introduce yourselves to our listeners? Hi, my
1: name is Victory Ochoa Omera, and uh one of the winners of the 2022 NYFF Debate Competition.
2: Hi, my name is Michelle Oluwache Ifayel, also one of the winners of the NYFF 2022 Debate
3: Competition. Hi, I'm Emmanuel am one of the winners of the Just Concluded Youth um, Leadership Debate 2022.
0: A round of applause for our winners. Welcome, guys. So let's get into it. In your own words, right? How would you describe the NYFF YLD debate competition?
2: So one word, beautiful. The process was simply beautiful, from the beginning where we submitted our entry videos to the end when we you know went on stage and did the final thing, everything was just beautiful. The people we met, you know, the people we sat on the same table with the conversations we had, everything was simply beautiful.
1: Okay, my one word to describe the NYFF debate competition is insightful. It was a, a learning experience and a learning environment for me and I think the rest of my team as well. Uh, We had lots of sessions where we got to learn. I I learned a lot on research. I learned a lot on public policy, public administration. I mean, things that I would ordinarily not have been even be aware of. But applying myself to the debate competition gave me that learning opportunity. I also, in fact, every point in time was learning. Even when we're not actually learning, we were still learning, so. Um,
3: Okay, for me, I would say the one word I used to describe it is transformative. Because who I was at the start of the competition and who I am now are two very different people. I normally will not pay so much attention to online courses normally. But for some reasons, I think because of the debate, what the debate entailed, I decided to pay attention. So that was like a transformative experience on my own part.
0: I'm glad that the experience was beautiful, exciting, and transformative for you all. What were the other things that excited you and propelled you to apply for the competition?
3: So first of all, the idea of gathering young people to talk about issues, issues that directly affect us, that was one. Then two, I understood that debates like different topics to be given generally, I have to make research. So it was a way to enlarge my learning perspectives, I had to make research on both my topics and some of the topics from other teams that I found very interesting, I had to make research and by that, I was increasing my knowledge and I'm somebody that actually likes reading stuff. So
1: The word youth leadership debate was what really caught my fancy because I'm passionate about leadership and leadership is something that I've studied about for a very long time now. I think I got intentional about it in let's say 2019 and I just sat down during this period to look at what i really want to do or what i love doing judging from past experiences and leadership just stood out for me then one very one very big factor to my applying also is because i want intentionality i want to be more intentional about nigeria i'm very passionate about nigeria i know that might sound foreign to some people like oh nigeria oh this time everybody wants to wants to leave or wants to japa in that sense but i i want to be proud to call myself a Nigerian and I want to also be ingrained into the political system in Nigeria in the sense that I don't just want to read tweets about um, people's views on politics. I want to be able to form an opinion of my own. Like Emmanuel said, um, being involved in politics as a youth is not something you find every day, but I want to be able to involve myself in the Nigerian political system as a citizen. So that was also one of the reasons that stood out for me.
2: Okay, <laughs> Victory talked about Nigeria and I kind of smiled. <laughs> so for me to be honest, when I um, when I decided to join the debate, I wasn't passionate about Nigeria and that is the honest truth. At that point in my life, I think I just wanted the challenge, you know. It was something different we were on strike, here yeah? And I saw um, public speaking. I'm not a big fan of public speaking, or I wasn't until I joined the debate. So it was a challenge for me to, you know, do something outside of my comfort zone. And Victory, Emmanuel were just there at the right time. The debate was just there at the right time. Huh.
0: So I'm curious. Did you know one another before the debate? Uh, i think think i'm in the best position to actually answer this question because i'm like the
1: bridge between both of them okay so no actually michelle did not know emmanuel emmanuel did not know michelle even i myself didn't know michelle but i knew emmanuel so emmanuel is my classmate and um, initially when i found out about the Youth leadership debate competition. I needed um, three to I needed two to three persons to um, come together with me to form a team of either three to four. So I reached out to someone whom I knew that. He had contested in a debate in my university before, and he said, oh, I should reach out to you. He gave me two people's uh, contacts to reach out to, and Michelle was one of them. I reached out to the first person and was like, no, he's too busy. Then I reached out to Michelle and she was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Okay, what are your skills? She said, uh, I do public speaking, I do research and the content writing. I'm like, oh, okay, come hey, on board. <laughs> sorry, are <got> you short. <laughs> if I remember correctly, I said, you need to, be Okay, yes, you said a little bit yeah, of public speaking speaking experience. Yes, I can remember. Yeah. Because I asked her if she has public exactly. speaking experience because I was trying to build a team whereby um, everybody has strengths in what we are going to do. I mean, if you want to do a surgery, you know, you always go with the doctor and nurse, right? So uh, I asked her if she had what experience she has to bring to the table, and then content writing was at the top of it, which I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. We need someone to research, write um, content for us. Then I asked her about public speaking, and she was like, a little, yes, that's what she said actually, a little. And along the way, she clarified that she wasn't that used to public speaking. I was like, okay, no problem. We can still come on board, and uh, we could still learn in. The- Process. Then I reached out to Emmanuel. He was already my classmate, so we're quite familiar. So he was like, okay, fine. And he joined,
0: and then <laughs> the rest is history, and we are here today. Interesting. Now, this question is for Michelle. After your experience at the NYFF YLD debate competition, would you still say a little? No, definitely not. As in, I've grown, I know
2: that, I've grown. Um, Before I started, before I joined the debate, the only people I spoke to were pretty much my classmates. You know, I've stood in front of class, made a presentation and all of that. I've I've spoken on um, Twitter space sessions, I've hosted Twitter space sessions, but that was pretty much it. There was nothing um, physical, you know, in the presence of people you do not know and all of that. But I was able to do that during this debate, and that was just, it was one of my beautiful moments.
0: I like that. So, Michelle, how do you feel about winning the competition? I mean, I would also like to hear how Emmanuel and Vitry feel about winning the competition.
2: Why? I feel amazing. You should have seen my face. When they announced that we won, I was so happy. <laughs> I wanted to jump on stage, like.
3: <laughs> it took me some few seconds to process, then my mouth closed. then I found out that my mouth was open, and then I used my hands to close my mouth. And <laughs> I was not like Jesus Christ. We did it finally, and I was very, very happy. Basically, I was extremely happy because I know the hard work we actually put into the stuff, and i um, so I was so happy that it paid off. I was very happy.
1: It felt like a dream come true. It felt like a dream come true. And yes, like uh, what what Michelle said. I felt like jumping on stage, and then Emmanuel too. So like you, at that point in time, I was like, really, we actually want this. It, It couldn't even sink into my skin deeply because I still felt like, oh, it's just it felt like a fizzle, like as as if I'm in a dream. But it just had to it got to time where we were presenting the they were presenting the dummy check and that was when I felt like, oh, this thing is actually real because we put in a lot of effort into it. I mean, I remember when it did in night in the semifinals, we we didn't sleep to like 4am, we're trying to prepare and get things together and I saw the video of our preparations that night and it just kind of brought back memories. So it felt, it feels like a dream come true and it feels like dignity of labour, you know, when you work for something and it actually comes and it's just, it's an amazing experience
0: that I want to relive it over and over again. Amazing. So Victory, did the debate competition meet your expectations and to what extent
1: Yes, I was satisfied. My expectations were met and even surpassed actually because uh, like I originally said, I joined because I want to be ingrained on, I want to be better informed on leadership and also on the political um, system of my country. I said I I don't want to keep reading tweets. I mean I don't want to come on Twitter and be reading about my country and then use that to form an opinion. I want to be able to form an opinion of my own because I'm a citizen. So I think the, the goal moment that struck for me was when we had public administration class it was one of our virtual classes and then he, he explained public administration to someone like me that even a science student and i was like yes this is what like this is that, at that moment I felt like, yes, this is it. This is one of the reasons why I'm here. So it just became it, it, it got to an extent that even at home, I would start talking to my parents and especially my mom. And I'm like talking about you know, political stuff and forming an opinion of my own. From there, I just knew I have started growing. That's where the growth started from. Being able to form an opinion politically on something that I've not really been able to do for a long time. Yeah, that is one. And also teamwork. Um, I consider myself someone who is not very good at working as a team. Um, I have this sort of lone wolf personality, if I must say, but not that I have not worked on teams before, I have, but I would rather much want to do it on my own than working as a team. But. The NYFM debate competition has made me to be able to build a team and to work effectively as a team. And trust me, it's almost as if I would not have it any other way, because it was just it made the whole experience very seamless. So like, thank you to Michelle, thank you to Emmanuel, the experience was seamless because of you guys and all the expectations. Talking on national TV, yes. That was one of them. Because I remember telling my mom that this um, attire you made for me, because what I wore for the the finals was made by my mom. I told her, I'm going to wear this and I'm going to speak on national TV. and you are going to watch me speaking? And so, yes, you finally did it. So it was just an amazing experience. Everything came true and even better.
0: Wow, Victory, please share your mom's reaction with us. Okay,
1: um, funny enough, you know, she could not watch me that particular day on national TV, but when I showed her the video, she was like, that's my daughter, yes, that's my daughter, and yes, I made that outfit, so it was just like a very tearing moment for me, you know, it's not all the time you get to see your mom super excited about your success, I mean, it's not all the time such opportunities present itself that your parents can be proud of you, so it just, it made me feel... It made me feel so sweet inside and it was just an amazing experience. She was super happy and you know this African mom thing when they want to show everybody yes, my daughter did this, my daughter did that, I made this outfit and it was just really nice. It was a very nice experience.
0: Amazing. Emmanuel, let's come back to you. So what, what were the highlights of this experience for you?
3: The highlights of the competition for me was not the debate in itself. I would say the highlights was were the training sessions because for me, they were, they were rich, like they were very rich. To get access to those informations outside, I feel is to cost a lot. The research class, particularly the Prime Hope, was mind-blowing, like how to make research, using your keywords, how to filter words and stuff like that. It was mind-blowing, going down to... Um, Mr. Oscar in the city's class, that was pretty uh, good. Like the entire from back, it was back to back, back to back. The classes were back to back, amazing. Like, so I think we we're going from stage to stage. Like, the experience was just too beautiful to describe. And another thing I, I particularly enjoyed about the entire experience was the opinions and feedbacks from other participants or other contestants. Like, I saw Nigeria from different lens like, the way um, Tijani from Ibadan saw so Nigeria was not the way I was seeing Nigeria, the way I Amina mean, saw was like people had different opinions on very different issues like you say oh and although you are not agreeing at some point but you just have to agree to disagree I don't know if you understand like okay this person doesn't really agree with what I had in mind but what she's saying is not particularly wrong if I look at it from another lens so like that experience of looking at your country from different perspectives, not necessarily enforcing your own point of view. Like, I think that was what stood out for me. And also the classes, they were very, very rich and enlightening those two for me. Thank you.
0: Hmm. You mentioned debaters having different views and opinions about Nigeria, and that is very true. We all have different views and opinions about the Nigeria of our dreams. So how do you think we can manage these different views and opinions for the growth and development of Nigeria?
3: While everybody have different points of view or perspectives to certain things, there should always be a place for a middle ground and a place for morality or what is right and what is not. So personally for me, I feel, um, Nigeria. Okay, let's just use this the political sphere of the country. Currently, there are, there are very many political parties, but the names we are hearing currently are um, Bola Ahmed Tinubu, um, Atiku Abubakar, and then um, Peter Obi. These are the three major ones we are hearing. And people, the followers of these people have their own reasons for following. Like they have cogent. Like if you should meet a verified follower, for example, he has reasons why he believes this man is the person that can rescue Nigeria, can restructure Nigeria, and this and that, and i understanding, understanding that not everybody sees things the way you see them. And there should also be trainings, just like Leap Africa is doing, training young people. So I, be, I believe personally that, like the Bible says, train up a child in the way he should grow, when it grows, not depart from it. I'm not saying you should enforce a value system on a particular set of people, no, but give them the right ethics. Like, there should be a place, place for compromise that, okay, we're understanding that, yes, everybody wants Nigeria to be better. At least that, is, that can be a foundation for a middle ground. We well, want Nigeria to be better. So, you bring to the table what you feel can make Nigeria better. I appreciate what I feel can make Nigeria better. So, I think, um, like I said earlier, trainings from a very early stage, training up a child in a way she go when he goes more on the it, basically. Training from a very early stage. That does not mean enforcing a particular value system on somebody. So, understanding the place of compromise, like, Not everybody will agree with you. People have different lenses at which you look at things. And we should also learn to be accommodating and tolerate people's opinion on different issues. Like, in every nonsense, there's always a sense. No matter how how my opinion, the person's point of view is, just calm down, look into what the person is saying, and you'll be surprised that there's actually a sense per se in whatever the person is saying. Thank you.
0: Now, starting with Emmanuel, can you share some of your lessons learned with us?
3: Um, okay. Um, the first lesson I would share is what Lip Africa, what the most of the instructors said. There's really no right or wrong answer. That's the first lesson I learned. Always learn to like ask questions. I went to the class we had with um, Sarone. Ask questions. Put yourself out there. Believe in your capacity. Like, okay, yes. Okay, let's look at Michelle for example. She says she this year was the year she decided to try new things. So she decided to put herself out there trying new things. Even if she makes mistakes or not, she will continue trying new things because it, will, it is what she decided to do. Personally, I'm not someone that likes, um, would I say, outings or being in the limelight and stuff like that. But when you know you have things to say that can actually influence the, the actions or the behaviors of people coming after you, I think it is necessary you do that because we, we, we all cannot just sit back and continue complaining about bad governance, about bad this, bad that, without actually taking actionable steps to change this. So I think my advice to anybody coming up should be put yourself out there. Just do it. Okay, what's the worst can really happen? You fail or do you make a mistake and try again. Whether you if if you don't do it at all, there'll be no chance to make that mistake and learn lessons from it. So just try, just put yourself out there, do it, make the mistakes, take your lessons, take corrections and try again. Just keep on trying and one day you see the silver learnings. Every cloud has a civil learning.
1: Okay, to whoever is, is listening or is going to listen to this, and is a young person especially, I would want to say the very first thing is be a lover of learning. Enjoy learning. Like, you're young. Your brain is at its, its, its maximum capacity, or if, if I could use that word. So enjoy learning. Enjoy being in positions where you develop yourself because Whatever you begin to do now consciously to develop yourself will always tell upon you later in the future. I mean, we all came here, we are not the best of teams. We are not the best of debaters. Oh oh, oh, oh my God, (laughs) that's even very funny because we don't even have um, much debating experience Michelle said she she doesn't she doesn't um, have much of public speaking experience. I think Emmanuel that I know of didn't have a debating experience. Even I myself I didn't have much of a debating experience except maybe one occasion I did in secondary school. So when we're literally not the best um, debaters or the best of speakers, but we came there with mindset that we're coming to learn. The name of our team is Team Philomath, and Philomath means a lover of learning. So we knew that. We are going to learn on the job. As we are going, we are going to learn how to speak better. We are going to learn how to communicate. We are going to learn how to research. We are going to learn how to to just be a better citizen. And so that was the mindset we all came in with. Then number two is take opportunity. We have just two days to apply for the competition, but yet we were able to still make use of that opportunity. We're like, okay, let's see what we can do and submit our entry video. We shared responsibilities, we shared tasks, and we're able to do it within that 48 hours deadline. Then we also had two hours to prepare for our final, um competition. We had just two hours to do things that we usually have done in like two days or three days maximum minimum rather. But we were still able to take opportunity of the two hours we had, and we really put our heads down and did the work. And today everything is accounted to us as success. And then also um, how you relate to failure actually matters a lot. I think one of the things I've learned really much from this debate is how I react to failure. I'm usually the type that I I get very angry when I put my effort because I know I'm always giving a hundred percent if I want to do so. So I get very angry when um, something doesn't work out the way I want it to. But this debate taught me to just accept whatever, like accept everything as a learning opportunity. You know, they say um, success is moving from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. So I see failures now as just a way of doing it better. So if I did my first, if you watch our entry video and watch our first videos. They were not perfect at all, but we had to learn. We had to accept those failures, accept the feedback and just move forward and with every step of the way we got better.
2: Mine would be, the reward isn't always winning. Sometimes the reward is in the process. Most people when we put all our effort into something, we have this one goal at the end, but sometimes it doesn't work that way and you have to
0: learn to you know enjoy the moment nobody has it all figured out you just do it so what can you say has changed about you as a result of participating in the debate competition okay i speak more now
2: (laughs) really like compared to when i started the debates that was like i was like at level 10. Now I'm at level 90. Now I speak. It it doesn't matter if I say something wrong. I'm okay. I'm comfortable with the fact that I can be wrong. I'm comfortable with the fact that people might laugh or people might make jest of me. Just talk. I started talking more in Twitter spaces. I started talking more in organizations because I, I was in JCI. I've been in JCI for like a year now. And I've been this quiet person just here. But I say speaking more, you know, when people are speaking, just talk. Give your own opinions. Let people know that you have something to say. Don't keep all the ideas locked in your head. Because at the end, when you, you know, when you think of an idea, there are like million people, millions of people thinking of that same idea. So if you do not speak and then someone else speaks of that
0: idea, you would feel bad, yes? So you have to speak when those ideas come. What effect do you think this debate competition will have on young people who watched you all participate in it?
3: I feel what it will do to young people in Nigeria is basically to support them more, to be more active citizens, to be more involved in party administration. So I think to most organizations, um, seeing what Live Africa did can actually them to do more of this Giving like more of like giving opportunities to young people to come and air their opinions on certain issues, and for the young people that watch those, I think it's going to um, help them to develop an interest more in their country, like to say things that they feel should be done in their country, and it will help them to be more spoken about certain issues, to be, to become more active citizens. Like it's, it's in basic terms to reduce apathy in the country.
0: Wow, thank you, Emmanuel. Victory, with your experience at the debate competition, do you think young people truly have a voice in the actualization of the change that we seek in Nigeria?
1: Most certainly, yes, I agree that young people have the, the voice for change in Nigeria. I mean, if we look back at the competition, okay, there was after, immediately after the finals, we were outside just taking pictures and a woman walked up to to us and she told my team and I that you guys are the reason why I now believe in Nigerian youth. she said that and I never forgot it even I think that's something I'll keep taking on with me you guys are the reason why I believe in Nigerian youths if just our our talk of less than eight minutes combined will force someone to think differently about nigerian youths imagine what could happen if more people, more young people are taking up space and actually talking imagine the kind of views we will have imagine people that will begin to see nigeria in a different light even on the international stage. and it begins with just one person at a time you know i believe that it's not it's not always it's not always about going out there and holding placards there are still some ways you can share your voice in dream in building transformative change in Nigeria or in fostering social transformation in Nigeria by just talking to one person at a time. And to be able to talk to one person at a time or to be able to create change in that manner, you also have to be informed. And that is what I believe that debate does to you. It helps you become more informed. I mean you 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 are given a topic, you research on it, you see different views mm-hmm. towards the topic. it it helps to build forward thinking in youth. And so I believe that if we can have more engagement like this where youth can actually come and sit down and discuss research and debate on issues like this, we'll have solutions. I mean, we'll be able to ask ourselves questions like, how has our history been and how does it relate to the present moment? What can we do to aid growth in Nigeria? How can we build policies? What should be the foundation of our policies? Can these policies stand the test of time? Is what we are doing right now sustainable? When we start programming, providing answers to questions like this in form of like a debate or a discussion, we definitely know that the answers we are going to get from there will always move us in the right direction. So yes, Nigerian youths can be a voice for change in Nigeria and I do believe firmly. The very fact that we are the future of Nigeria
0: even makes me want to believe that even more. Remarkable. In such a short time listening to you all debate, you were able to rekindle hope. That is simply amazing. Now, as we wrap up this conversation, how would you describe the Nigeria of your dreams? The Nigeria you want to see? Hmm. The kind of Nigeria I want to see is where
1: I can call a home. The kind of Nigeria I want is a Nigeria where youths are proud of their identity. I mean, I've heard so much this year about Jaffa, Jaffa, Jaffa. I mean, I'm happy for you guys. I'm happy like there's free migration you know, you have a right to migrate if you want, but I want in Nigeria where you are proud of your identity where you can beat your chest and say I'm Nigerian and this will not just come like magic, it comes from different things working together for highest good right I mean Niger- you cannot change Nigeria to be less hotter than it is I mean you cannot change it to be as cool as the other environment that people want to run away to or want to migrate to but you can make a Nigeria that actually works you can make a Nigeria that has free and fair elections so that we don't have to keep complaining about our leaders not being elected fairly and we don't have to keep complaining about insecurity challenges education employment if we can just make these basic necessities begin to work. I mean, I believe that a lot of people will be proud to have or to call be able to call Nigeria their home for life, for life. And the dignity of labor, whereby you can work and you are actually seeing, like it's actually showing forth. Your work is actually showing forth in the sense that the economy is better, whereby when you work and you earn a certain amount of money, you know that when you're going to the market to buy something to feed your family, you know you can go in the way. So I want a Nigeria that works and I want a Nigeria that all youths are proud of
3: their identity. I want a Nigerian for the common man. In Nigeria that a common person can go to the hospital and have good access to top-notch healthcare. In Nigeria that a common man can go to the best schools. In Nigeria that um, the basic infrastructures are pr- uh, provided by the government. I want a Nigerian that our best and brightest minds are not being used outside it's to develop other countries, leaving us in turmoil. I want in Nigeria where everybody can be proud to stay, like Richard said, I am a Nigerian. I want in Nigeria that the government can be held accountable for any and everything they say and do. I want in Nigeria that corruption is a thing of the past. I want in Nigeria that works for one and for all, like in Nigeria that works for the collective of everybody and at the same time works for the collective of an individual. I want a Nigeria that I can, me personally, can be proud to call myself a Nigerian. Thank you.
2: I want a Nigeria where everyone knows their rights and owns it without fear. It is one where we don't have people leaving the country, you know, to be second-class citizens outside because we have all the opportunities we need here in our country where there are no low-class citizens, where parents can easily send their kids to school, where businesses can thrive and scale, where we import more than we export, (laughs) I mean. And we can only do that when we begin to see, recognize, and actually explore the beauty in our diversified abilities. And of course, yes, where everyone 18 and above has their boaters card, rather.
0: Wow, thank you for sharing with us on the podcast today. Now, before you go, any final words? I just want to say that other youth out there should also
1: look into things like this where you can collaborate. I mean, they said if you go as one person, you may go faster, but if you go together, you go further. So look for ways to collaborate with other you know, people in your community, to transform your community and look for people. and educate yourself in such a way that when you also meet an educated person you will know so that two of you or more of you guys can come together and let's build the Nigeria of our dream. Thank you very much.
3: To other people coming after us, I'll say focus on your strength as a team, both, both as a team and the strength of your mentor per se. Focus on your strengths and work on your weakness. I'm not saying you should starve your weakness per se because it's a defeat. Your openness can definitely use your weaknesses against you. So focus more on your strengths and work on your weaknesses. Learn to be team players. Guys, for for whatever team is coming after us, whoever is linked to this, learn to be team players, don't be passive. Contribute. Like Mitchell said, have an opinion on any and everything. There is no right or wrong answers. They are just different perspectives to different views. Can you do this? No. Can you do this? No. So what are you doing in the team? Just look for something, like even if it's just the tiniest, it can be just to be saying, okay, go Michelle, you can do this, I believe in you. That encouragement can actually go a very long way.
2: Be on time. immanuel <laughs> and Victory know why I said this, be on time. Oh. Wherever you are going, whatever you have to do, be on time. If you have to be the first person there, be on time and also believe your mind can you can only go as far as your mind can take you before the semi finals rather before the finals victory when we went to see the event center victory was like i want to be on that stage and i was like me too everyone was like me too and funny enough the next day we were all on that stage
0: so believe that's all thank you Fantastic! Thank you so much, Victory, Emmanuel, and Michelle, for coming on board and lending your voices to the actualization of a new Nigeria. Trust me, you have inspired and will continue to inspire a lot of Nigerians. Thank you for the podcast. Thank you, Leap Africa. It was such an amazing time
1: here, reliving memories, and it was super amazing. Thank you so so much. Thank you, Leap Africa.
3: Okay, thank you, Lip Africa, thank you, MacArthur Foundation, thank you, Ford Foundation. Uh, I've, I've missed a of these things, but thank you very much. Thank you for the podcast. Thank you, everybody.
0: I'm sure you'll agree with me that without a shadow of doubt, young people have a voice in the actualization of the new Nigeria. Always remember that you have something to contribute and your opinions matter. Please remember to share this podcast with your friends and take some time to listen to other episodes you might have missed. You can always listen to the Youthful and Useful podcast via Google podcast, Apple podcast or anchor.fm forward slash Leap Africa. And it is also available on the Leap Africa website at www.lipafrica.org. Once again, my name is Joy Igbinadion, and until next time, stay youthful and useful.